Welcome to this bonus episode of A Slice of Golf. Why are we doing this? It's the week of the return to golf in England, I should add. We are going to be talking all about where we're playing, what we're doing, how excited we are. And we're also going to be talking about how, as a high handicapper, should we be taking on the more difficult courses. We're also talking about our favourite uh, club manufacturers in the Tiger to Blob tiers. And as always, this is brought to you by myself, Chris Wright. Tim Williams and Ben Fowlis. Right, lads, golf is back. This yes! is an exciting day. <laughs> this is an exciting day. The day we're doing this is the first day back in England, I should add. Uh, Scotland and Wales have got to wait a little bit longer. Uh, but it is the first day back for us uh, in England who are able to get back out on the course. The Sunday Red Golf Group has been going Yuck. nuts today. But what was what was crazier was as the news was coming out the Frey Ventos Invitational that's our tour for those of you who uh, haven't caught up in the first few episodes uh, that's our, our tour the film that uh, Ben, Tim and 14 others 15 others are a part of right now uh, we have a WhatsApp group as I'm sure you lot all do with your uh, golf groups as the news was coming out that WhatsApp group I think I looked away for 20 minutes and I think there was maybe 120 odd messages by the time I came back a pure excitement trying to find somewhere to book a tea time so the question has to be first up where are we playing this weekend tim i'm going to start with you <laughs> oh man it's like christmas honestly <laughs> every day this week since the announcement i've woken up giddy um i feel like sunday is going to be coming down and opening my presents uh i'm playing on sunday um, it, at the moment, it looks like I'm actually playing in a one ball, which is absolutely fine. I'm heading to the, the home of golf, Kelsfield Lakes, uh, <laughs> down in Kent. And uh, what's even better is I found out today that they're allowing limited numbers of people on the driving range before you start your round, which is outstanding. It's an outstanding effort from them. Um, so I'm, I, I couldn't be more excited. I don't care about the score. Unless I play well, which obviously, I don't yeah. care about the score. Um, but going with zero expectations and just really, really, really happy to be out back playing golf again. The whole being able to get out on the range before the uh, before the round is huge. I'm terrified about my first tee shot <laughs> <laughs> being the first time I've swung a club in ten weeks or whatever it is. Uh, that's that's absolutely terrifying. So yeah, I, that is an incredible, incredible effort from uh, Chelsfield there for sure. Dallas, how about you? Where are you playing? I currently have four rounds booked in between Friday and Sunday. One I'm not going to be able to make because I was supposed to be going to play with Tim. Agreed to it, said yes before realising that I don't have access to a car and actually can't get there. Um, yes. So that one that is scrapped. Key. So now we have three. I've got one on Friday night playing nine holes just to kind of loosen us up, get us in there, get us ready for Saturday. We're going back to a course that I used to play when we were in school. It's kind of one of those courses you learn to play on. It's nine holes. It's quite simple. Um, Where is it? You know, a bit of variation. Uh, it's in Yately. It's known as Blackwater Valley Golf Course. Okay. It's one of those, you take your starter set down there. It's it's good fun, particularly, you know, our schoolmates. We spent a lot of time down there when we, when we were kids, kind of post-school. Saturday, we're heading, uh, me and my brother, to Gatton Manor, somewhere we played once last year, I believe, and absolutely loved it. But it was pretty wet at the time because it was winter. So to go back with it being untouched for months and the forecast is due to be great. So I 
yes, I'm going to be like a kid at Christmas as well come Saturday morning. <laughs> and then Sunday, um, kind of booked in um, beyond realising that I can't quite get to Chelsfield, um, booked in at Pine Ridge, which is another local one yeah, like to us in Surrey, which again, so Callum, considering he's not played a whole lot of golf in the past year, is having two rounds in two days. So we're hoping it goes somewhat all right on the first day so that we don't have a typical Fowler's meltdown <laughs> and a strop, and then neither one of us turns up the following day. That's that's the <laughs> that's the hope. But thankfully, Sunday's not been paid for yet. It's paid pay once you get there. So if it goes that bad Saturday... I was going to say, this is classic Fowlis. This is uh, two things from this. Number one, absolutely ideal that you you and your brother both play golf, living together. Like that is, that's fantastic. However, I was going to say, we are all aware of the Fowlis brothers. You never team them up together. You never put them in the same four ball. You never, <laughs> you never put them together because it has disaster written all over it. Yeah. So what's it's, a... How how are you going to keep your head? I mean, it's like that's the question. Primary school bickering come whole three or four. I think is is <laughs> guaranteed to set in day one. So we both just got to make sure take a chill pill, get ourselves around there. Um, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. We may not be talking to each other by Saturday night, but yeah, you know, we we we're hopeful. You're uh, where uh, where are you out this weekend, then, Whitey? Um, I've got a round also booked at Gatton Manor on Sunday morning. I am, I am, again, Gatton Manor, we, we played a couple of times, haven't we? And I always think that's a lovely course. Tim, I think you and I played there last year. I was it's really... It's a hidden gem. I was really, yeah. really surprised to find tea times. Particularly, um, uh, you know, we touched upon it before. None of us are members anywhere. So it is, it's a bit of a lottery. And for us to find tea times at Gatton Manor, I was very, very surprised. It, it feels like a win, doesn't it? Being non-members and finding a, finding a tea time somewhere. Massively. Massively, massively. I mean, you do need to caveat that when you say it was a maze to find a tea time, I mean, you were literally looking about 40 minutes <laughs> yeah, after the government yeah, published the yeah, paper. So, yeah. not overly surprising. I mean, it's not, I mean, if you try and book now, I, I, from what I understand now, you can't get anything about a week with, with, without a week's notice, from what I'm being told. So, um, getting getting four in over this weekend is a serious effort. I know there's, um, there's another member of our society group who has been out this morning. Uh, I think she's also out tomorrow, Saturday and Sunday. Can we just so that, add this in here? Serious. The, serious the commitment goes higher than that. She's she's joined a club to be able to play. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about this. <laughs> now that is commitment. That would like actually taking the effort to join a club so you can play and get a tea time book. That's that's impressive. Um, as you can, everyone can hear. There's there's some there's a lot of excitement here. There's there's a lot of buzz, uh, and then this obviously this leads us on to the question of practice. And and Tim, what the fans really want to know after last week is how have your rubber balls been? <laughs> right, Num- number one, the phone. If you're trying to impress me, get it right. Um... <laughs> Secondly, um, you know what? They're not bad. I mean, obviously, there's a, there's only a limited amount of feedback uh, you can get from them. They don't go very far. I mean, they probably go on average, I'd say, between 30 and 40 yards. Um, but you know what? You do get feedback on how well you've connected, how well you're striking the ball, whether you're taking a divot. Um, and I can confirm... You can both slice and shank a phone golf <laughs> <laughs> But um, but no, you know what? It's it's 
it's you know joking aside obviously it's not it's nowhere near to the real thing but actually what it has done is for the last few days it's mean that i've actually got out at about quarter past six in the morning first thing before most people are up and about just being outside hitting hitting balls full swings well, I mean, it's a nice way to start a day. I can't, I can't tell I think you. It's made a big difference knowing that the golf is, is actually back and we're somewhat working towards playing. Because that's one thing I've found the past few weeks, despite having the net in the garden. Now, I've hit a few balls here and is there. It a net? The I'm, not sure can, I'm not sure we can call it a net, can we? <laughs> Scaffolding. <Yes. laughs> yeah, just, just for the listener's benefit, if you when, when you hear golf net don't be envisaging anything kind of golf net that you would expect to see down at, down at a local golf club just to just to manage expectations it's, it's, it's essentially two it's come on, it's, go on it's, Tell us, it's, it's describe fencing it. with some scaffolding netting over it and then there's a couple of bed sheets <laughs> hanging from it pro setup over it <laughs> well i but, found like this week i've been excited to get out and just smash balls into my yeah. golf net we're going with golf net because we've got something to work towards on saturday that's huge yeah and that and that for me is a big fear i i've not done a full swing in since the last time we played i've done a bit of chipping a bit of putting not a single full swing so that that is genuinely terrifying so i'm i i'm, I'm taking the mick out of tim's foam balls sorry foam balls but i'm i'm quite jealous to be honest with you that's right man. i mean when you say you've done a full swing in you know a few months i mean i'd go i'd say you've done a full swing in about four years but you know don't worry about it i mean that's that's not my business um, and then the other thing so sunday ideal day for day for me i'm super excited about this golf in the morning get home and then we've got that tailor-made driving relief match up in the evening we've got dj and rory versus wolf and fowler i assume you guys will be watching oh god yes uh, uh, do we do we get to grips with who you guys would be rooting for Tim, you go. I, feel, I, you know what? I'm actually finding it difficult to figure out who I, who I want to root for because um, I actually really like them all. Um, Is that what you said a couple of weeks ago? In the yeah, well, that's really. <laughs> so I, I did. So I, I'm allowed to look. The luxury is that you're always allowed to change your mind a little bit. Sure, um, for sure. In terms of who I'm rooting for, it's probably still the underdogs, um, just because. They're the underdogs, and also Ricky Fowler's the man. For sure. um, probably one of the probably one of the coolest golfers, if not the coolest golfer out there. Um, so I respect that. So no, I, I will I will probably be rooting for those two. Nice, Ben. I couldn't give a monkey's golf wins. I'm just so excited that Sunday golf is back on my TV. <laughs> golf, golf win. wins. We win. Everyone's That's happy. The cop out if I've ever heard one. Absolutely. Oh, I don't care who wins, but DJ and Rory, I've got a feeling they're going to walk it. I, I agree. I think they will win. However, I'm rooting for Wolf and Fowler. That's 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 what that's where I'm at. I think it'll be uh, I think it'll be a lot of a lot of fun. I think it'll be good. As you said, golf does win for that for sure. Um, there is another match that I've seen, but I haven't paid any attention. Uh, Tiger and Phil, along with two NFL uh, legends, I understand it to be Ben. But you'll have to tell us about the <laughs> about the NFL. Tell the English fans about these NFL players that they're playing with. I mean, I'm not going to go too far into it. So I make myself sound like a knob, but I are, believe are they golfers? I don't know. Yeah, they are both. Pretty good. They played in the both. I believe they both played in the Preble Beach, Preble Beach, Pebble Beach Pro Am uh, recently. Um, you know, Manning has got umpteen different records in the NFL. I think he's got two Super Bowl rings. Brady's got six. Um, 
you know, these are a few, that's a lot, yeah. widely regarded as two of the best players uh, in the history of the game. So in the States in particular, as you can imagine, Tiger and Phil were huge. And you get those two in with it, it's going to be a massive, massive thing in the States. It's obviously, it's pretty big here. You're big fanboys as what we are with Tiger. So, um, yeah, it just adds that that little bit more into it. They are both pretty solid golfers, so they shouldn't look like kind of rank amateurs out there. Yeah. Tim, are you an NFL fan? Uh, well, that's that's like slightly softer version of rugby, isn't it? <laughs> Correct. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I I can in no way profess to be uh, in the know <laughs> or a huge fan of NFL, although I I, I am so, aware of those two boys. So are you less excited about that that matchup? Yeah, I mean, when when Fowler said he couldn't give a monkey's about who won in the other one, I this one, I, yeah. I don't. I, I've got very little interest in this one, just to be honest. Yeah. No, no, me, I, for me, because I think it's like if you don't know who the players are, it's less. It, it might be more exciting if it was for you, Tim, two players from rugby. For me, football, whatever. Like then, you might be a bit more interested. But um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's good. Again, it's good that there's more golf and stuff that's going to be on TV. So I'm excited for that at least. Okay, so let's let's move on to last week. We were doing uh, Ben's, uh, what was it? Uh, in the hole, out of bounds, the grading of courses. Should every course have a grade and therefore a, a certain price point? And it sort of triggered that thought in my mind of actually, we're talking, we got somehow got to the subject of, you know, higher handicappers having access to better courses. Should they be able to play uh, the more difficult courses? And, and it you sort of triggered that thing in my mind of, you know, is it as a higher handicapper, we've all been there. We started there not, not that long ago. You've started the game and you go and take on a difficult course. And we can all speak from personal experience here, I'm sure, of actually was it a mistake taking on the more difficult course? And I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts, opinions on you're starting out in the game. You're a higher handicapper. You get the, you want, you really want to play one of the great courses, but it's a super difficult course. Should you go and play? Is it something we, we recommend? So I'm going to start with Ben, I think, on this one, because I know you've got a cool story. Well, maybe not a cool story, but a story to share. So give us your thoughts on yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, I, was, I kind of brought it up last week and I used Augusta as a reference. And, you know, Augusta's probably one of the toughest golf courses in the world. And a, a couple of years ago, we went to Portugal as a group. Um, me, my brother, and another mate of ours in the group were lucky enough to, to stay on for another week and played a few more rounds out there and went to um, the Faldo course, which is a little more inland away from, from Villa Mora in Portugal. The setting was spectacular. Now, I don't think they've had any European tour events there, but that is the kind of calibre of course you're looking at in terms of kind of architecture, challenging holes, the the layout, you know, it's just an immaculate course. And then kind of I think of that and then how would that compare to Augusta? And I reckon Augusta is going to be significantly tougher because, you know, you talk about or you hear about Augusta's greens being a nightmare and stuff. And I think I was playing off of 18 at the time, or around about the 20 mark. And um, this course was impossible i mean it was off the back it was my sixth day of playing golf in a row so i was pretty fatigued anyway but it was the hardest course i think i'd yeah it was just it was just the golf as well right nothing to do with the coaches <laughs> yeah, yeah. The lack of sleep yeah i mean it, it was a fun trip we did fully send it <laughs> uh, but 
I kind of the first day we played the O'Connor, which is the sister course to it, and I thought it was brilliant because it was it was challenging, but it was fair. Um, everywhere was just immaculate. There wasn't a blade of grass out of out of place. So turned out the next day expecting sort of the same, and the uh, standard scratch score. I, told you boys before the jump from your, your typical 70 71 72 i think it was all the way up to 82 which is i mean it's the highest i've seen um and can i can i just jump in there because i just feel like because when i first started i probably only discovered what standard scratch was okay. <laughs> not, that, not that long ago so just just for for everyone listening if you're especially if you're new to the game standard scratch score is what you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but essentially a scratch golfer goes around that course if the and that's what they'll go around in. If par par might be 72, but if the standard scratch golfer goes around in 71, standard scratch is actually 71, and therefore it plays one easier yeah. than the course par. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. And I, I be- yeah. So what you're yeah, saying, I then- believe, off the top of my head, the par for this course was 72. So as you can imagine, like uh, an inverted uh, kind of quotes. Uh, an elite level player would go around in 82. Now, you know, that that's 10 over par. That sounds pretty challenging. And I kind of very quickly uh, racked up north of 100 and really, really hated golf <laughs> at that point. And that was, you know, this is a couple of years ago. And it's, I think this is where, from personal experience, you know, it's it's, it's great to, to think about playing these challenging courses and it's great to go and see. But it's often like demoralizing. I still feel now, even a few, a couple of years on, that it would be challenging to go back and play that. I'm kind of a bit wary of like, you know, would I actually enjoy that course or not? I'd appreciate it still because, you know, it's beautiful to look at, but it was just so challenging beyond the point where it was fun. And that, that kind of takes me back to, I think it was, remember Phil Mickelson a couple of years ago, was it the PGA Champs or the US Open where they played at Shinnecock? And he hit a putt, and before it even stopped, he ran past it. And he said, "That's yeah. like that's yeah. where like the not, not, you know USGA funny, or sure. something had lost the course." And that's I don't know. I kind of not that I should ever really be, be comparing myself to Phil, but that's kind of like the similar sort of feeling. <laughs> you know, not chasing after golf balls, but it was difficult, and uh, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. So as so as someone who was a twenty handicapper, like that's I mean, because I, I was even going to say when we went to Portugal, I I don't think I enjoyed it until I got to about the eighteen handicap point where I was like, okay, I'm, I can now enjoy the course. But even at twenty handicap there, then I, I, like twenty handicap is still like a good way, like you're way off for having just started. Did you, was it demoralizing enough to sort of put you off, or was it like to go back? Like, was it anything that just affected your your kind of game, your mindset? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> It's, it's obviously it depends on your on your character. I sulk massively for a day, <laughs> and I will promise and I will swear by that I won't go and play golf for a month. You know that was the sort of mindset I was in. Um, I was like, I hate this. But typical me, I was probably back out on the course the week after because that's just I go on that sulk. But it was and, enough and to get... put me off playing, or the thought of no, I think I've had enough for a while. So yeah. And how about when you? Because last week we were talking about price of playing a, a round of golf. You've you've spent a bit more money to go and play the nicer course. Do you feel good about that at the end of that round, or are you now feeling like oh, hell no? Yeah, you feel. I mean, I didn't feel great. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, because the last four holes, it was one of those of just like, uh, kind of rounds gone, and you kind of lost all interest in playing. So you start smashing and taking on shots that you just wouldn't take. Um, so no, you don't. 
I don't think you get you get value for money once you start kind of getting to that higher level of course, personally. Because I wasn't good enough okay. at the time. And I still don't think I would be good enough now to go and play that golf course. Interesting. Timbo, let's come to you. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's akin to, if you've just started skiing, as an example, let's let's say it's your, your day, day two on the ski slopes. It's not as if you're going to get on a chairlift to the top of the mountain and start skiing down a black run, are you? I mean, that, that would just be ridiculous. So, or, or, or you know what, to bring the analogy a little bit closer to home, um, let's say you're, you're starting to play golf. You shouldn't really be going out and buying a, a tailor-made sim driver right off the rack, basically. Now, I think there's there's two sides to it. You know, golf. Let's let's be honest. Golf is a difficult game at the best of yeah, times. Hard. Why why would you put any factors in there when you're starting off to make it harder for yourself? Because from my point of view, there's there's two sides to it. And firstly, you've got the you've obviously got the mental side of it, which which Ben just touched on. How let's say you paid a significant amount of money to play on a lovely, lovely course. If by the third hole you, you're having an absolute disaster, that is lumping more pressure onto you in terms of I've paid all this money, I'm not playing very well, there's a lot of very good golfers here, I don't look like I belong, all that kind of stuff. And that, and that can actually, you know what, when you're, when you're trying to start up a hobby, and again, this is not a cheap hobby to be taking up, that can be very, very demoralising. Um, the other side to it is, look, I, I, I think the, one of the fun parts and one of the reasons you know i i really enjoy playing golf going back to you know when we talked about this the first episode is how you know as you progress you can effectively reward yourself for improving getting better and that can be in a variety of different ways you know a reward for you is you break 100 brilliant then you break 90 brilliant or you you par that par five that you've never been able to before now to me if you're if you're serious about developing at golf or you want to get the most out of the game, I think you should be looking about in terms of like incremental gains. Get a little bit better every time you go out, play a little bit better every time, and then you know revise your where you play accordingly. Because you, you're only going to have more of an appreciation for the course you're playing on if you feel that you can do justice to that course. Because, like I said at the start, there's yeah, we, we, I'm sure we've all been there. We've all been on good courses and not played to our abilities and it is demoralizing and it sucks but equally flip it around the other way if you have worked at your game for a while and you have played for a few years and you've maybe you've gone back to a course you've not played very well at before or you've gone to a course you always wanted to play and you do play you know quite well let's say you do break your 90 or you you, you break your 100 or whatever your target is that's really really rewarding and that's what keeps people coming back so i'll bring it full circle and just say why would you put more pressure on yourself when you're starting off by playing on a golf course which is set up to be more unforgiving to very very good golfers um you know not not to bring it you know too close to home and everything but when i started off playing um there used to be a brilliant brilliant course in wandsworth which is um central london it was called the central london golf course you know it was absolutely no frills there was nothing premium there i think to go i think to play 18 holes was something like 12 pounds and and the standard of and the shape of the course was <laughs> with that but you know what when you st- <laughs> you know when you start when you're starting off find your way into the game take the pressure off um don't buy expensive stuff don't hit expensive golf balls remove that pressure lower your expectations and I think you're going to progress a lot better and a lot quicker on that basis. So no, I I, I don't think everyone should be going straight on to. That's a great, great. Like the best you'll enjoy play. the game so much more as well. It's 
you know, if you're jumping up to really, really difficult courses, you have to be in a completely different kind of frame of mind and, and be so placid and easygoing for you to really enjoy it until you are of a certain level. If you are remotely competitive and strive to do well, it can tear you a new one and uh, make you question why you started playing the sport, for sure. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, some some really good points. I, Tim, I, I love that you've taken into the actual development of your own game because I can totally see if you like if you've had a super bad demoralizing round that that doesn't just knock you back one peg like that you can that can you know I, I won't mention names we all know who he is on our tour who who hasn't played golf since the trip to Portugal so. <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> well so to be fair to be fair there's he had he had a bad round and there, there was also a, a, a suspicion of um a suspicion he may have actually killed a fish which is also probably a slightly guilt inducing as well on that one um just just to, that sounds weird i'm going to just give that a little bit more clarity basically it was about 100 and maybe 130 yard par three uh green was completely surrounded for all intents and purposes it was an island green uh he flew the green um so we went over to you know see if the ball was in any way recoverable and we unfortunately did find a, a fish just bobbing at the top of the surface we, so that was, and that the was quite bad there is video evidence of all of this <laughs> yeah. that round was filmed so everyone can see youtube on the sunday red channel so they can go and have a look at that that round in portugal and enjoy that i, I thoroughly enjoyed the round not gonna lie but i but i think that part that genuinely it came back for me it came back to going to portugal the first year yeah, we were all excited. We were, you know, it was good. Sure, I was on one leg. I'm not going to use that as an excuse, having snapped my Achilles, whatever. Um, but I still don't think I truly enjoyed better courses until I reached that 18 no. handicap because I knew if I had a bad shot, it was a bad shot. Like I could, I could move. It wasn't a bad round, if that makes sense. And I could kind of move on and be like, oh, that's fine. I can just, I can enjoy it. And you can relax a bit more into it, I think. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Was, yeah. is my kind of process and i think you know you go we're you know we're playing get a manor this weekend i think timber you said you're playing at chelsfield right if you if you're a 26 27 28 30 whatever handicapper and you you really struggle off the tees if you top it if you shank it if you hit it 20 yards forwards like you've actually still got another shot if yeah. you if you go those courses we played in portugal some of the courses the 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 nicer courses that I've played that it's be like Ben, like you said, it's beautiful. The scenery is incredible. You get to every tee box is just, it's raised. It's glorious. But the problem is if you don't hit the ball, well, if you don't get some, I've, I've stood on one where I was like, okay, this is 190 yards carry just to get to the, like the, not even the fairway, like the rough before That's the fairway. That's a full send driver for like, you, right? In it. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> Set you up for that one, didn't I? But I'm thinking, if you're stood up there thinking, I can't hit driver, I'm not hitting driver well. I'm a 28 handicapper, and I and I just don't. I'm not confident off the tee. You're you're immediately just giving yourself two like two shot penalty or whatever from there, and that for me was demoralising as a higher handicapper. Well, look, I mean, we're talking about you know at, at the at standard, standard golf, we're talking about, and a lot of people are playing out. This this game is is not about the course you are playing, in my opinion. This is about your game, knowing how you play, knowing what your misses are, 
knowing how you can recover from them. Let's say, let's say you, you know, you, you get up to the course, you've, you've been to the range, you've played the first two two holes, and your driver just is not working for you. It's just, it's just completely, it's it's just your enemy that day. This game for the high handicap is understanding right. What's what's my go to? How do I a, a yeah. how do I fix it? Or B, what's my alternative? What other club do I go to that I trust? And I, I just know I'm going to be okay with it. It might be a seven iron, it might be a nine iron, whatever it is. If you're playing on a course that you know or is more forgiving or is going to give you a second shot, ultimately that's how you're going to learn what those are, what your misses are, what your fixes are, what your ways out of trouble are. There is no, there is no reward to be found in trying to figure that out on a PGA Tour yeah. standard golf course. I also just want to add here because I don't want anyone thinking that we're, because I, I don't want this coming across as like, oh, these guys are, are talking like they're pros. We are absolutely not pros. From 12 handicapper down. So I think it's it's not anything to do with actually just being a, uh, like a, a good golfer. We're just literally talking about where your enjoyment of a golf course comes from uh, and 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 try and play which courses as you said Ben even at a 20 handicapper you found that course was just insanely hard so I uh, just want just wanted to make sure that was clear to everybody listening <laughs> coming from that point of view um cool awesome I think that's that's kind of rounded that up I think that's a good a, a good topic I'd love to hear everyone's who's listening your thoughts uh if you've played really tough courses if you enjoyed it because I imagine there's lots of people that you know, you get the opportunity to play an outstanding course when you're first starting out and the experience alone gets you so much more excited to go and play more and more and more. So I think there's the other side of it that, that could be the inspirational part. You get to go and play an amazing course, luck of the draw, um, and that inspires you to go do more. So there's that side of it as well, which I imagine people have, have experienced as well. Yep. Uh, okay, this, this brings us on. Let's move on to... Um, he, by the way, Tim, are you still impressed that Fowlis is still with us? His his internet hasn't broken. He's he's <laughs> full flow so far. I don't want to jinx anything, but yeah, I mean, I'm just worried for what's going on with the rest of the household, yeah. what, with the rest of the family, sent <laughs> to the bottom of the garden, or they they they're just sitting in the car for the for the we'll be sat, sat around the campfire outside toasting marshmallows. <laughs> yeah. So I'm using your golf net. <laughs> so I'm going to go hand this over to Ben. Ben, am I handing this over to you? Yes, I am. For cool, yeah. the tiger to blob tiering system for whatever today's topic is ben give us the rundown what we're doing okay right so for tiger to blob we obviously like talking about all things golf uh, and in particular all things equipment this normally comes up quite regularly so this week i've set the boys um to name and shame their favorite or least favorite um golf equipment manufacturers and when we're talking equipment we're talking about clubs here we have four different tiers you're going tiger tier which is obviously the best tier you've got the good tier the meh well who really cares tier, and then you've got the blob tier no one wants a blob so let's get those out of there this week i've set the boys you are allowed two golf club manufacturers in each tier so i think that oh actually we're Thank also you. including putters within this boys You've got two in each category. Timothy, I want you first, mate. From Blob to Tiger, name me your golf club manufacturers, all buddy. What do you think? Just going all the yeah, way through. Yeah, I want all, all of them. Okay. Starting at the bottom. Can I, can I, can I also just Go. ask a quick question, just to clarify this? Again, like I said a few minutes ago, we are not experts. We are not pro golfers. This is not based on hours and months and years of testing different... <laughs> 
different clubs. So what so what exactly have you based all this on, Timbo? I guess is my first question for this. Um, a variety of things that will become clear as we go through. Uh, not, 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 not all of them to do with performance of the golf clubs. Um, you'll, 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 we'll come to realise this as we go through. Right, I'm going to start with the blobs here. And I'm gonna, this one I'm going to completely start off by saying that the equipment is actually really, 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 really good. Um, but they have got to sort out their naming conventions because it is getting ridiculous. You know where I'm going with this. Callaway have got to stop using <laughs> stupid names for their clubs. I'm sorry. Maverick, Jailbreak Technology, Rogue, Epic Flash. No, I'm not having it. Just have just have a normal name or go with it. Or have one, one name for a range and go with it. Um, also, the, the, the Maverick driver, I'm sorry, it might perform performance wise, it might be brilliant, but design wise and look wise, it's an it's abomination. Awful. Uh, it's, it's so bad, it's so bad. But, um, look, I, I look, I will concede that performance wise, it is pro- they are they are very, 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 very good clubs. Um, but they do need to stop naming things ridiculously. Um, I, can, I, can I just because I just want to add what here, do you I, what I, do you play with, Chris? Uh, yeah, I've I've got <laughs> I've got Cal- not the Maverick, but I've got the Callaway <laughs> for sure. Yeah, we'll come to that. We'll come to that. Let's 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 move on. Uh, cool. And again, this next one, I'm going to level with you. It's got nothing to do with um, performance. Again, it's got to do with looks. And actually, this brings me to a story. Um, we were in Kaya Golf Club in Turkey last year. Fantastic golf club, night golf we played, and there was a beautiful pro shop. And um, huge selection of clubs available, and um, I can only assume they have some very, 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 very wealthy clientele because they had a set of gold, I believe, gold-plated Honmas in there. You're joking? Now I am not joking. Not joking. Not joking. And I certainly wasn't joking when I came to see the price tag of them because wow. Now again, they may play look brilliantly and beautifully, but I'm sorry, no, no golf brand has any business making gold plated golf clubs in my opinion this is this is this is not the game for that um i don't want to see it i'm not having it so yeah they're, they're both of those are do you remember the price tag on those gold plated golf clubs uh because I, I believe remember. they were sixty thousand euros 60 six zero what? they're not messing around you're trying <laughs> yeah Asia was just gold plated. I mean, that's unbelievable. Hideous things they were. <laughs> that is that is mental. Okay, that that's that's ridiculous. Okay, I like that blob. I like that Timbo blob too. Burnt, yeah. Okay, so I get this. It's a similar sort of situation with when we did this with players the other the other day. I'm going to go on to Meta, but I actually really like these brands and I, they, they do make good clubs. Um, this next one is going to be a massive, massive, massive surprise. Is not indicative of the the the, the club manufacturers. It's the it's the companies. They're in and amongst. Tie list, brilliant clubs. Um, obviously, okay. you know one of the most historic brands out there. Uh, this is falling off his chair because obviously this is higher up in his list. Um, I I have I have tie list wedges, um, but this is literally just. They there are some very exalted company to come, and um, some in my opinion really really um high performing clubs which dare i say every now and then you might actually get for a little bit of a cheaper price point which is maybe why they've got ranked a little bit down in my estimation but no doubt fantastic brands um as i say i do have some tight lists in my bag which brings me on to my next 
Matt Category, this is probably going to make Fowlis fall off his uh, chair as well, because I know that he's a big fan of this brand. Um, especially seeing as myself and Fowlis are both equipped with these. Um, Pin is going in the Matt Category. <laughs> um, I... I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you've announced that this is this is who you play with as well, and you've now put them in here. So talk us through this one again. I I adore adore my pings, and I have a lot of time for them in many with many regards. They make beautiful clubs. The glide wedges are sublime. Um, I love the color coded system. It's a very um, it's a system it makes that allows complete sense. Their solo makes complete sense. Wait, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. What's the color so coding system? So the color coding system, system is a brilliant, it's a brilliant, brilliant um, idea from Ping, which is that, look, quite clearly not all of us out there can afford to go for a club fitting. Um, but what you can do is follow a very handy guide, which Ping provide, which is based on your height. Um, and basically what your height is and where I think the, the length of, I believe, the, the length of how far down your um, leg you're, the palm of your hand goes basically it's a color-coded chart which allows you to choose what what color grade is the right length of shaft for you so for me for example i'm a, i'm a red dot um my uh, johnny who's one of our guys in group is a green dot you have black dot you have yellow dot you have orange dot um, i just think it's a really nice way of making clubs more accessible to players without you know having to pay the significant amount of money for going for a club fitting i've got a lot of time for that yeah, nice. I think well, actually, that, this is actually an interesting conversation again for another time because there are lots of lots of the shops and stuff will do free club fittings, assuming you then buy you then buy something with them afterwards. But yeah, okay, cool. I like cool. that. And I was going to make a short joke, and then I realised that we're all vertically challenged, so <laughs> yeah. we're probably not. Yeah. <laughs> probably not. Um, coming on to my good tier, um, Mizuno. Mizuno just make beautiful, beautiful, beautiful golf clubs um my girlfriend's father plays with a set of jpx 800s and the last time i was over in ireland he was generous enough to let me um play around with them and they were just absolutely delightful um if you ever get a chance to i think it was peace finch who went on a full-on club fitting and technology day with mizuno and if you uh, look all clubs will do this but um i just think mizuno the craft that goes into it and for a brand which isn't shouty it's not um you know it's not jailbreak all about yeah exactly it's not using ridiculous <laughs> names jailbreak technology um it, it's it's a club which doesn't profess to be more than it is and it is a really 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 nice golf club and uh yeah I, it, it's so so high up in my estimations the the other one which is a bit left field but hear me out is Ben Hogan clubs because any clubs which could be named after Ben Hogan? <laughs> Hang on, very what very, very, very right now? This, this is, is good. This, this is, is good. Tier. Okay, that glass good of red tier. wine, mate. That red wine is very yeah, that, very that strong. Red wine. <laughs> you know, you know me. I'm 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 a purist, and I'm I'm about tradition. He's a traditionalist, and I'm sure. a traditionalist. And look, if you if you consider what Ben Hogan did for the game of golf. Um, his record as a golfer, the amount of, you know. I don't think we're questioning that, Tim. Right? We're looking at the clubs alone. I'm not questioning Ben Hogan. Yeah, yeah don't care about the backstory, mate. Just ben Hogan's got his name. <laughs> if, if Ben Hogan's got his name on clubs, they're good enough to be in the good tier. That's all I'm saying. Okay, fair. Okay. Uh, Tiger tier. Tiger tier, Tiger's clubs. 
sorry, Taylor made have to be. They have to have to have to have to be in the um, in the Tiger category if they're going to equip. In my opinion, the best golfer of all time. They quite simply have to be up there. They lead the way for me in terms of innovation. Um, you know, if you look at all the M series and the number of people that use them, the quality of them, the way they get reviewed, it's it's they're always going to be up there. Um, as a brand as well, I like what they do. Uh, we touched on last week about how they're supporting good causes. Uh, they see they're just out there. They're forward thinking, and if you look mm-hmm. at the the caliber of the golfers that use them on tour, you're going to go, you're going to be hard pressed to find a more preferred uh, club of, of the guys really, really elite. And just my final, final, final one. And again, this, I don't, you guys might laugh at this, but I don't care, frankly. Um, I've actually just chosen a club, not a set of clubs. This is one club. Okay. And it's called a McGregor 945W driver. Hear me out. This okay. this was Jack Nick Jack Nicholas's driver when he was playing. It is a genuine wood, as in it is literally made of wood. It's wood. Okay. It is fully wood. And yet, at the time when he was using it, not only does it look beautiful, by the way, go to Google Image it, it's beautiful. He was smashing drives at 330 yards at then with this club. Any club Why in are they that talking generation about all the time. If he was screaming at 330. 40, 50 years ago. Why are they moaning about distance now? <laughs> I mean, that's definitely... We could, we're going to get sucked into a whole other... We're not, yeah, we're not going that, down yeah, that We're not going to get sucked Gosh. into that now. Okay, interesting. I'm going to have to go Google this. I want to go see this. Well, you're doing this right okay. now? No, no, no. I won't do it right now. Oh, but I, I, I will... Like... Actually, maybe I will. Or is it? That's quite interesting, actually. Right. Not that I want to you, start right. on it and Chris, start using it. Chris, you do this whilst... Ballas is going through his. It's called, it's called a McGregor 945W. <laughs> Nine, All go and search four, it right now. W. Chris, you search for that. Ballas, go. Cool. I'm going to start from the bottom. And I uh, kind of going to agree with you, Tim, because we did see them in Turkey. And because I think they are exceedingly shit, they are in the blog <laughs> tier all on their own. Wow. Unfortunately... I think after seeing what I saw in Turkey, those gold-plated clubs were just ridiculous. The branding, I just don't like. The logo just doesn't just doesn't look good. Um, and also the clubs, for me, the irons just look ugly. They don't look like premium, nice, clean-cut clubs. Don't like them. And unfortunately, they kind of overlapped when Mr. Rose... You know, it was number one in the world or, or there or thereabouts. Won his first tournament with them and he's been nowhere to be seen since. And I just can't help but think that can't be a coincidence because he was lights out before that. He had one tournament where he was great with them. Ever since then, he's nowhere to be seen. Um, so it's my blobs here. Right, my meh, I don't really care a whole lot. Callaway, just don't, you know, just don't think they've got well, a lot about well, them. Well, Callaway's taking branding. the pounding. Branding and naming shit. And I'm like, you are one of the biggest golf brands in the world. And you have spent millions, you know, testing and researching, getting these designers in. (laughs) And you come out with a Maverick. (laughs) It may perform great, but it looks hideous. It is gross. And just the name don't now. Sorry, move on. Uh, and along with that is is Cobra. I like it. I I like what they do. But, you know, they don't get me like, oh, yeah, I really want a set of Cobras. They're all right. And I know, Tim, you're going to love them off because, you know, you'd do anything to 
to well with Ricky Fowler. Um, <laughs> moving on to, to, be like, my... to be like Ricky, is that what you're saying there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. Good tier. I think you'd go for a more crude thing. <laughs> moving up into the good tier, I mean, we use them. Um, and I kind of it pushed them into the good tier because I know how much Tim dislikes Bubba. Um, we're going with Ping. You know, they've been great. I've, I'm fully stocked uh, all the way from driver, three-wood, hybrid, all the way to, down to, to a pitching wedge with, with Ping, and they've been brilliant. Uh, another one in the good tier, and it, it was a toss-up between this and one of the, the Tiger tier brands was, again, Mizuno. I really like the clean, crisp look with an iron. I think Mizuno do make some actually probably the most beautiful golf clubs. Um, I just, the other two kind of pip it just because of the players they've got playing for them. Mizuno, you know, yeah, that was that was how I broke the tie between the top three. And then Tiger Tier, where you have to have tailor-made. They've got all the, you know, branding is on point. The stuff they do on YouTube is brilliant. The players that they've got playing for them, the you know best in the world and the best ever uh and also their influences they've got or, or the, the guys on youtube i really like me and my golf and obviously love eric anders lang both of them are, are tailor-made staffers as well so i was like well that's that's brownie points for them and then uh i think you put them in the meh tier tim um i actually really really like Titleist. i just again i think they make really clean crisp and classy clubs they don't have all this jailbreak nonsense. It's just right, nice and clean. <laughs> yep. Keep the uh, the marks and stuff and the naming of stuff. Just keep it crisp. Um, yeah, and I think they, they make beautiful, beautiful bits of kit. So tailor made and tightless for me. Break break the top two. And actually, to be fair, tightless as well. I uh, play with Vokies, the wedges, uh, and they're excellent. They really are good. So yeah, that 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 influenced it as well over Mizuno's. Mizuno's could have been up there, but yeah. Righty, you've had a look at the uh, at this wooden stick. Uh, it's glorious. There's, I, I'm I'm immediately going onto eBay to see if we can get a couple. To, <laughs> oh, can we buy to... one? Please, can we buy one? Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's some challenges that we could do with that, isn't there? That's amazing. I love that. Um, okay, cool. Let me just dive on. I'll go to the meh tier first. No, not the meh tier. You're not the blob tier. Blob tier. Yeah, these were these were two brands that I <laughs> I even researched because I was like. They, in my head, they're just a bit shit, to be honest with you. And I was a bit like, well, how do they actually perform in tests? And what I mean by that is this has clearly just been a who, who markets to us the best that who we actually really enjoy. Um, but Wilson Golf and Strixon, I've just never paid attention to from a club perspective. And they both, and actually, it turns out they both perform excellently in tests in terms of gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will, but I would Wilson's just. Wilson's good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they're absolutely excellent. It's just not two brands that I've ever looked at, thought of. And even when I... They're just not. They're just not sexy brands, are they? Let's face it. They're not sexy brands for me. Anyway, and uh, so they, they just comfortably made it into my uh, blob tier. Moving into the meh tier, I, it, I, it pained me to do it. I've used Callaway. I'm fully kitted out in Callaway. I love my Callaway clubs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but in... but. And, and actually, you look at the some of the irons, the Apex irons are actually quite nice looking clubs. I know a lot of people use them and rave about them. But again, I can't look past the Maverick and I can't look past the jailbreak technology. It just makes me a little bit sick. Um, I, I'm When I was on the Callaway website the other day looking at the Maverick thinking, who on earth makes a burnt orange look at like design i was just like this is nuts and then right below it is it basically says don't panic you can customize the color and i was like thank because 
if you like no one's buying that surely no one is buying the burnt orange color they're all going to customize it and change the color i do like that that callaway can do that so i do like that you can customize it like a bit like you when know, adidas originally did it with the predator football boots you yeah. could start customizing stuff love that uh, but yeah for me they they're at the moment same reasons as you guys have said the ridiculous marketing names just uh, for me is just put them into that meta at the moment the other one sorry team ping but ping are in my net here um and again i checked the stats the ping driver i think was one of the best performing drivers all round i just don't get excited about the brand it's not something that i go yeah i'm gonna go for uh for team ping so that that was they made it into there now i'm i'm excited about my good tier because neither of these brands have been mentioned yet so uh and one of them you might need to open up your phone and have a look at google for so this is a I believe an independent putting putter company from the States. Uh, it's called Swag Golf. So if you go at Swag S W A G Golf Co on Instagram, I I don't know if the putters are any good. No idea if the putters are any good, but I freaking love it. It's bold. the The head covers of the putters are just incredible. It is out there. It's outlandish. Tim will probably think I'm absolutely mental. <laughs> um, it's it's not your traditional brand. It is totally aimed at a different market for sure. But I love it. I think it looks great. <laughs> I'm looking at Tim's face. Tim, talk to me. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm looking through their catalogue as we speak. Um, the Ace. I mean, Rad. on their website, their head picture is a Tutankhamun gold putter cover. <laughs> <laughs> they've got they the last one i looked at was they had like a street fighter cover i was like i love this this is this is amazing <laughs> but if you look at their the actual putters they, for me they look good as well like it's just a gone tim, tim uh, the re- you, you've not read into this the reason it's got a tutan commune on it is because it's called a king put mallet <laughs> which two things firstly in this group <laughs> and Chris, I'm sorry, you most certainly are not Kingfoot. And secondly, <laughs> if you are the kind, if you're rocking up to the golf course with something that says King Putt on your putter, you have got to back that up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> good tier. I like the brand. I think they're uh, doing a lot of good. Well, I imagine I've got no idea if they're doing good for the sport, but. I like it. I love the bold. I love the custom covers. I think they look bad. And the putters just look good for me. I'm like, I would happily have one of those. Um, the other brand. It's good to see the marketing uh, still alive as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally marketed to, sold, done. The other brand that neither of you have mentioned, which surprises me a little bit, actually, is a bit, it comes into, did you guys ever see the, I, I know you might have looked at it because I shared it with you the other day, the Dollar Shave Club um, ad, which was like, are our, shade, are our razors any good? No, they're fucking great. Um, this brand is a bit like that. PXG. I, a, I do like PXG. I a, love the design. The irons look incredible. And I just love that. Normally, I'm a bit like, like with the Callaway's jailbreak technology. I know PXG have got something. I can't remember what it was because I made note of it. But it like just one line on it, it just made me laugh. I was like, it's just said... It's got a sweet spot the size of Texas. And I was like, that for me is <laughs> for me is bloody brilliant. I love it. I was like, okay. Um, I also quite like that they're I'm pretty sure I might be wrong here, but they're direct to consumer brand, right? So you can you can't get them in 
shops you have to get a fitting with a uh a pxg fitter or whatever so i quite like that but yeah i just i know they're much more expensive than a lot of the other clubs and i'm not sure if i'm looking at testing i have no idea if they're actually worth it i like it i like the clubs they look good the irons especially for me look really good the the names are literally just numbers and letters i don't i've no idea what they actually mean so for me they went into that the good tip plus they just yeah they just look fit uh into my tiger tier I'm totally in agreement with you two. Taylor May just straight up there. The clubs are glorious. The the players they've got, the and like you said, not even just the tour players, Eric Anders Lang is in there. I love it. The content they put out. Market we spent we said it about it last week. Marketing machine. Very good at marketing. But it just they they've they've hooked us, haven't they? <laughs> it's what they've done. And and you know, we've spoke there's someone um someone with uh uh, who had, I can't remember which ones, which irons they bought, but one of the irons broke, this is in our group, and sent them off to TaylorMade and they replaced them with the higher bracket club. And I thought, you know what? They No questions. They just yeah, that's awesome. straight away did that. And I was like, for me, that's that's really good. And the other one, Ben, I cannot believe you put them solo down. Cobra. Right now, <laughs> Cobra have, if I was moving into new clubs, I, I would, even irrelevant of testing, I'd be like, kick me out in Cobra. I think they look, this year's clubs, for me, look incredible. Uh, the, I don't know which irons they are, but I think it's the King irons. Just look amazing. The driver looks fantastic. So based purely on looks alone, no performance data. <laughs> Not in short, <laughs> matter. Uh, I Cobra right up there. And plus, as Tim said, wait, it's Ricky. He's using he's using Cobra, so I've got. Uh, yeah, but he's not Tiger, is he? <laughs> he's not Tiger. He's not, not Brooks. Brooks uh, does what he wants always. So uses what he wants and wins all the time. So for me, that was my uh, those are my Tiger tip right now. And sure, all of this could change next year when they will bring out their new clubs, and this completely switches around. But right now, that's Cobra and Taylor made my Tiger tip. See if Callaway can make a resurgence. Yeah. I hope they well, can. If they stop naming things ridiculously, they'll be all right. I mean, the Ma- sorry, I mean, the, just it's just the Maverick. It's the it's the it's the Fiat Multipler of golf clubs. I mean, I know that sounds I know that sounds insulting, but I mean, burnt orange. Come on. Okay, I've I've got a question for you guys on this before before we move on to anything. Uh, Tim, name one of the clubs in your. Let's go Meta. Which one? Which one's in your Meta? Who did you have? Uh, I. I did have Titleist and Ping. I am I am already reconsidering Titleist and feeling like I might potentially move that okay, higher up, to let, be honest. Okay. And, and who would give me one of the ones tier? Uh, my good tier, sorry? No, your blob tier. Good tier. Oh, my blob tier. Oh, that was, uh, it was obviously Callaway. And, Callaway uh, yeah, sure. Okay, Okay. perfect. And Fallis, one, for your met, one from your met and one from your blob? Blob was, uh, blob was Honda. Okay, fine. So... Uh, so let's picture this: the three of us. We go to a, a club fitting where you can practice with you. They test you with any club, any shaft, any grip, any club, any brand, and they try us all with the tailor maids. And we're like, "Yeah, these are freaking amazing. These are great." we they give Tim, uh, they give they give the Homers out. Uh, they give us the uh, the Callaway, the Maverick. Uh, they give me the Callaway or maybe a Strixon or even a Wilson golf club. And it turns out they perform for us way better than TaylorMade. More consistent. We're hitting the ball further. Uh, but one of those in your Met or Blob tier 
outperform TaylorMade. Do you? Which one do you buy? Well, I've, I'm, t- I'm taking the one that I perform better in. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Like, okay. right. what's there's here's a counter to that a guy at american golf when i got fitted for my kind of irons this is a few years ago now this is to be fair i'm still play, playing them now uh, i wanted a second hand set of irons i wanted high quality irons and knew I, I i couldn't justify the price tag of a brand new set the guy brought out the ones that fit my swing i hit a few balls i looked at him it was like you're not sold them are you? and i said no i just don't really like the way they look he said before you even pull the club out of the bag to take a shot, you need to appreciate how they look. Otherwise, you're already looking at them going, oh, well, that's shit. If I'm pulling out a Callaway Maverick, you can guarantee I'm not that excited <laughs> about that shot. And that drive is going God only knows where. And I would make certain in my testing, <laughs> it wasn't blind testing, that those shots were going all over the place, no consistency. So he, he said to me, it's like, it's, you know, they were the only uh, pre-owned set they had on site that were fitted for me, that, that, that suited my swing and what I needed. And he said, look, it's probably not for you today unless you're going to buy brand new. So don't get them. Because the last thing you want to do is, you know, get out on the course and be like, yeah, I'm pumped. You want to be pumped here at the golf clubs. You want to walk into it with confidence. If You may have great numbers, but if you hate the look of your clubs, well, <laughs> what's the point? You ain't going to want to hit them. You're not going to be that excited to hit shots with them. Okay, so you're saying performance-wise, even if the performance was better, you'd still go with the ones in your target here, even though or performance was worse. Sorry for those, you'd still go with those because you'd feel better about them. I I, I would then go for yeah, for, I, I I just could not hit the ones that I just look at and I'm like that's hideous. I just couldn't play with them. Okay, fair. Unless someone I, was paying me I, an awful lot of money to use I, them, I love how then I think we'd have a different. I love how Tim started with this, well, looking at me like I'm batshit crazy, going, "Well, obviously, I'm picking the ones that perform best." And then Fallis has gone, "No, no, no, I'm picking the ones that look best." <laughs> no. Well, well, yeah. I mean, look, it's, there's, it's, there's it's obviously you have to play well with them, but if you're looking at clubs, you think, "God, that's ghastly." Then you you ain't going to hit good shots with it. Let's face it. There's no point having very, very nice golf clubs. You can't hit very well if you're going to be in the trees where no one can see your very nice golf clubs, are they? Uh, end, of, I, end of discussion. Performance comes Tim, first. I think all humans think that logically and will actually buy the one that performs best. <laughs> Particularly when you're talking to the one person of all that probably believes that look good and the rest will <laughs> yeah, take yeah. care of itself on the golf yeah. course. <laughs> yeah. That is amazing. I see. I'm kind of disappointed in you there. I would, ha- I would much rather have one that's slightly less than your your top performing one if you like the look of it, personally. Awesome. Yeah. I, if Rob, you handed me a set of Cobras and performed ever so slightly worse than oh, some, Cobra. And they, Cobra. And they performed ever so slightly worse than one of the other brands that were in my metal blob tier, I'd still get the Cobras. It might, it might sound ridiculous, but. <laughs> Not logical thinkers. Uh, well, there you go. Here, here's a counter to this. Sketchers. All right. Just going to throw them under the bus here. <laughs> Fury, a great shoe. Would you go and buy it? They're ba- based on performance. They're one of the best, in inverted air quotes. Would you go and buy them, Tim? Would you rock them on the course? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, but they perform the best, buddy. So, sorry, mate. You're wearing them. Ruined. <laughs> Argument ruined. 
And on that note, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll finish that section. And I think that brings us to the close of the show. Unless there is anything else you guys have got to share with us today. Is there anything else you guys want to cover? Not from me, but I'm looking forward to um, next week where we can digest our first round back. Um, I'll give you a not a blow by blow, but I'll give you I'll give you a view of the highlights and probable lowlights of my uh, my round that's coming up on Sunday. <laughs> Low expectations. Uh, we'll see how it goes, and I'll report back on you. Fantastic! I'm looking forward to get the reports back, guys. Um, I I should say play well. Uh, none of us are playing together though, which is which is a bit of. Oh no, you guys are teeing up right or potentially. Um, no, no we're not. going to, and then Fowler's realised he's going to the golf course. He can't do it. Got too excited. In which case, Jumped you down. play well. Uh, this does count towards uh, the race to Frey Bentos. Uh, so I uh, don't imagine there's going to be any good scores put in uh, for our for our tour, for our league for the year. Uh, Fowler's is looking like he's about to go. He's going for it, yeah. fine. Um, I need to get some points on that board desperately. I'm struggling for points at the moment. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, guys, play well. Enjoy Enjoy round back after lockdown and we'll catch up next week. See you next week. Hey, see you yeah. guys. This episode was brought to you by Sunday Red Golf and Tour Champ. Sunday Red Golf is for all of you people listening to the show. If you're listening to this, I know you're going to love the group. Uh, so head on over to sundayredgolf.co.uk to join and join our Facebook community as well, which is growing rapidly. Basically, if you love your golf, I know you'll fit in. doesn't matter whether you're a member of a club, not a member, got a handicap, not got a handicap. All that matters is that you have a passion for this awesome game. So come and join. Again, that's sundayredgolf.co.uk. The other one is Tour Champ. Now, Tour Champ is where you and your mates can create your own golf leagues, your own race to Dubai or like we mentioned in today's episode our race to free bentos uh, there's stablefoot or match play leagues available uh, or if you haven't got that group of mates that are keen to do it we've also got our leagues growing around the uk as a part of sunday red golf so go and check out that create your own leagues at tourchamp.co start your free 30-day trial now